their redeemed by of the everlasting covenant. Thank you, Father, for you open our eyes of understanding and you flood it with light in the name of Jesus, O oh God. Thank you for revelational knowledge is made available to us this morning for us to be able to run with the truth in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Um, today, we're, we're just going to be looking at, um, I titled this Mirrors and Lenses. Um, at the beginning of this year, um, the Lord um, promised us through our pastors, give us a word through our pastors that this is the year of the overflow. And, um, you know, I've never been ever more convinced in my heart about this word. I've had discussions with several people and, you know, and they seem to say the same thing, you know, in different ways, but they echo the same thing. And I would like to believe that a lot of us have ideas, dreams of our year of the overflow. But the question there is, how do we view it? How do we view it? How do we see it? Uh, let's open our Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 18. Second Corinthians chapter three verse eighteen says, "I'm reading from the Amplified Version, and it says, and all of us with unveiled face, because we continue to behold in the Word of God as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord are constantly being transfigured into His very own image in ever increasing splendor, and from one degree of glory to another." But this comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. Hallelujah. Um, okay, permit me to share a few of my experiences in this in, in, in recent past. You know, I started off this year with great expectations, and I and I tell you some opportunities started coming. Then suddenly things started changing, and I began to wonder what is going on really. It was so intense that it's got me really concerned, and all kinds of thoughts flooded my mind. At a point, I had to reach out to um, a friend, Dr. Punke Ogwa, and we, we prayed about it. And, but even at that, you know, the thing kept repeating itself, as in it, it looked like nothing was changing, you know? And it was like those things I was very good at. I, I began to feel like, what's going on, you know? I mean, when you start seeing some level of incompetence and all that, you know? But then I remembered the lenses. I call I recall that sometime this year, you know, no, I think last year, there about last year, um, at Okota Church, I was inspired to give a word on lenses and all that. I think that was the day Pastor Shadi came around, you know. And you know, I tell you this. Um, sometimes we need to be careful when we give word. You know, when you just give word, you probably just feel like you're talking to other people, but not knowing that somehow you're talking to yourself. So basically, you know, how do we see these prophecies? How do we handle the prophecies? when the fact seems to be going against the truth, when the fact of what, that we see around us seems to be going against the truth of God's word that we know or what God has said to us, <clears throat> it simply depends on our philosophy and our outlook of life. How do we see life? What is our outlook in life? Everyone has philosophies and those philosophies actually helps us to make certain decisions. 
I'd like to see mirror as a dream vision, like the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 3, 18, a reflection of, I know the, the beautiful thing about it is that when we look into the mirror of God, it doesn't show us ourselves, but it shows us the intent of God or the plan of God for our lives. It shows us the way God sees us, you know? It doesn't show us our in, in, inadequacies, our incompetencies and all that, but it shows us what God, the potential that God has. Been. And I also like to see lenses as the ability to help us to remain focused, you know? And, you know, the thing is that the devil, Satan, is always housed there to attack our mirrors and our lenses. You know, he's such a cheap person that, you know, he always look for a way of mocking whatever God says to us. Um, the Bible says in James 1.25, James 1.25 gives us a good clue. Uh, let's open our Bibles to James 1.25. James 1.25 says, but he, but he will look carefully into the faultless law, the law of liberty, and is faithful to it and preserves in looking into it. Be not a heedless listener who forgets, but an active doer who obeys. He shall be blessed in his doing, his life of obedience. You know, so that's what James is trying to tell us that we need to keep looking at the word of God. And you know, in First Corinthians 2 9, the Bible says, What no eye has seen, no ear has heard, not no mind can conceive. That, those are the things that God has in store for us. And so it, it basically goes to say what we have been told. They say that this is the year of the overflow. You can't really imagine the expand, the, ex, the how deep and how wide this overflow is. You know? And I would like us to just examine some things in the Bible. Let's go to Genesis 1. Genesis 1 and verse 26. And the Bible says, that, and God said, let us make, uh, God said, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, let's make man in our image after our likeness and let them have complete authority over the fish of the, and you know, God said all that and then he created man, you know. And if we check Genesis chapter three, from verse one, and the Bible talks about that, it said that now the serpent was more subtle and crafty than any living creature. And this basically just talks about um, the temptation of Adam. Now there's something, something happened there. The devil has been, as always, has the same kind of trick. It remains the same. You know, we notice here that what he came for was he was actually attacking Genesis 1, 26 to 28. Because the moment God said, let us make man, and then after God made man, God blessed man. God said words to man. And what did they come to do in Genesis 3, chapter 3 was to attack that word. Is to attack the world, to attack the mirror of what God has given to Adam and Eve, and by dragging them into his own lens. Mark, let's mark the fact that, you know what, what he said to them, he said, um, he said that, um, and the Satan said to the woman, can it really be that God has said you shall not eat from every tree of the garden, speaking it, trying to trick them out of it. And the woman, after that said everything, she said everything. And then the next thing, the devil answered and said, but the Satan said to the woman, you shall not surely die, for God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God. Can you see? 
The question is, were they not God? Because the Bible says in Genesis 1 to it says, God said, let us make man. He never said, let us make man like us. He said, let us make man in our own image. And you see what the devil is trying to tell them here, that, that you will be like God, which means that he's trying to lie to them that they were never like God in the first place. They were never, so he attacked their vision. He attacked the way they see things. You know, the devil has always been known to, you know, go out for the word of God. The Bible says that persecutions arises for the sake of the word. He said, devil really does not know so much about us except what we say and what God says. So you see that once we, once we echo out what God says, it goes out for that. Why, why does it do that? It's to bring us down to a place where we lose focus and we begin to see ourselves less than what God has said. The devil is only nothing. He has no, he has no potency. He has no power to do anything, to be, to be honest. You know? So he goes out for God's word. He has never been wise. The Bible never called him to be wise because the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 that if the God of this world had known, he wouldn't have crucified the Lord of glory, which means that the devil does not know as much as we know and doesn't know as much as God knows, you see. So the truth, the thing is that he went out to attack the word of God. Same thing happened in Job. If we read the book of Job, you notice that, um, you know, when he came, you know, and God asked him, where have you been? And he went on and all that today. And guess what? And God said, have you seen my servant Job? And maybe God gave the CV of Job. Guess what? The devil went out again against that word. He said, you do this, do this do to him, and you see what will happen. Until the word is spoken, then they will come and attack. And the same thing happened about the Jesus Christ. We'll look, we're going to look about, uh, at Jesus also. If you notice that from the birth of Jesus, even from the promise when God gave the prophecy about Jesus, the devil still does not know. He still does not know. You know? And the best of Jesus and all that, he still could not identify who this child is, you know, the, until at the baptism of Jesus. Let us open our Bibles to um, Matthew chapter 3. Matthew chapter 3, verse 16 to 17. And when Jesus was baptized, he went up at once out of the water, and behold, the heavens were opened, and, the, and, and he, John, saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and aligning on him, alighting on him. And behold, a voice from heaven said, This is my son, my beloved, in whom I am pleased. If we look at um, Matthew, we'll move to the next chapter, Matthew chapter 4 and verse 1 to 11. And then let's just read verse one and then we know what happened. Then Jesus was led, guided by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil, you know? And so what, what did they come up with? Now he, has, now he has seen who Jesus is and he went out for that. Because now there was a proclamation over Jesus that this is my son. So the devil went out, he heard that this is God's beloved son and he went out for that. But guess what? Jesus did dealt with him. This was what God expected Adam and Eve to have done. Even Job, you understand? What did Jesus do? Jesus maintained the mirror of who he is and kept looking at it through the lenses of God's word. He kept on seeing what God has said concerning him. God has said to us that this is the year of the overflow. 
the word has been spoken. The devil only has one job description, and he himself defined his job description in Job 1.7, that he goes everywhere, to and through, to and through. He has no work. He's such a... Um, he's busy going to and through. The Bible says in um, 1 Peter 5, verse 8 to 9, Peter also... Um, to find who the devil is, um, is JD. First Peter 5, verse 8. Peter said, Be well balanced, temperate, sober of heart, be vigilant and cautious at all times, for that enemy of yours, the devil, roams around like a roaring lion in fierce hunger. Seeking room to seize upon and devour. Peter also defined the deity of the devil. It goes about like, not even like, a, not even that he's a lion, like looking with fierce organ, looking for who to devour. Remember that the Bible also talked when Jesus said that, he said, when a demon is being cast out and he comes back and says that the place is clean and all that, it brings up. See, the reason why it will come out is if there are inactivities going on. Establish strong, immovable, and determined, knowing that the same identical suffering are appointed to you. For, for, for. A picture of what we want to be. You understand? And then, you know, when things are coming up in our life that looks like, oh, what's going on here? You understand? We shouldn't lose focus. Go back to the mirror, look at it, and then use God's word. And remain there until you begin to see what you want to see. You see, never bring yourself to the level of the devil. It is a low life. It is a low life. Yes, it is a year of the overflow. But when the facts don't align, with the truth, what do we do? One of the weapons, I'm just going to read out some of some methods which we can use. And the first one is that God gives us his word. In any case, who spoke the word in the first place? It's God. So who's going to bring it to pass? It's God. So why do we have to use the lenses of the world to determine what God has said concerning us? We need to guess the word, guess God's word, and keep looking at it, keep saying it to ourselves. Listen to the to messages, and you know, I remember that at some point I just tried, I just had to pick up my lenses. I literally saw and felt something inside of me. You know, I mean, I felt like my the, the life in my spirit bubbled up again. You know, when God talks about when the Bible talks about that, when Mary greeted Elizabeth, and Elizabeth says said that the baby in my womb lived. I, that's how I felt. That's what happens to us. You know, I'm I'm not saying that we should base that on our results on feelings but you know i literally felt that because i just i had to go back and say this is what god was saying concerning me i'm not going to concentrate on what i see around me when our script lenses i call it script lenses like our scriptural lenses or our word lenses is so fashionable to be honest i mean because it helps us to keep in 
check. It helps us to keep focus. Focus. The devil will do everything possible to make us to look at the facts using the lenses of the media, our inexperiences, our incompetences, our actions and inactions. You know, using the world's lenses. But the truth about it is that we need to go back to the world. We need to use the word of God. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, you know, the Bible talks about, in fact, that scripture, that chapter basically tells us everything. But guess what it says in verse 18? 2 Corinthians 4, verse 18. It says that we consider and look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are not unseen. For the things that are seen are temporal, brief and fleeting, but the things that are invisible are deathless and everlasting, and that's the word of God. And that's the word of God. The Bible also says in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3 to 5. Sorry, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3 to 5. For we, it says that for though we walk we walk, live in the flesh. We are not carrying our warfare according to the flesh and using mere human weapons. For the weapons of our warfare are not physical, weapons of flesh and blood, but they are mighty before God for the, for the overthrow and destruction of strongholds. You know, the Bible, so when we, the first thing that using the word of God, using the word of God to compact every negative, every fact that comes our way, Aligning the facts to the truth. And as we continue to stay on, it, on God's word, the, the facts will begin to align. Another thing, weapon that God has given to us is the name of Jesus. You know, Shane was shame that was leading us in prayer. And I said, the name of the Lord, the strong tower, the name of Jesus. You know, using the name of God, Philippians 2. Philippians 2, verse 9 to 10. Verse 9 says, therefore, because he stood so low, God has exalted, has highly exalted him and has freely bestowed on him the name that's above every name, that in that in at the name of, of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. So another way to combat these things is by using the name of Jesus, the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. There's so much power in the name of Jesus. Keep using the name of Jesus. And then another way is to use the blood of the everlasting covenant. The Bible says in Revelation, Revelation 12, 11, that, and they overcame by the word of that testimony and by the blood of the Lamb. You know, you can also, when you see things, it could be about your sickness, it could be about the fact that your finances are going down or it doesn't look the way it is. You know, you can actually enact the, the, the benefits of the covenant, but you could take communion. You could practice communion in your homes and your own by yourself. And just to remind yourself the promises, the, 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 the finished work of God, of Christ, which is his death, his burial, and his resurrection. That is what the communion is about, to remind us. And that's what Jesus said, as long as you remember me, do these things. It is about celebrating the work of redemption. And then 
another way to look at this is by our confession. We keep saying the same thing. We keep saying the same thing. We don't bow to the facts. We maintain the truth. The Bible says that we shall know the truth and the truth shall set us free. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13, says, says, yes, we have the same spirit of faith as it, as, as as has been written, that we believe and therefore we speak. In First Peter, let's look at Psalm. Psalm 32, 34, verse 12. Psalm 34, verse 12. He says that, what man is he who desires life and longs for many days that he may see? Verse 13 says that, keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. And in 1 Peter 3.10, says the same thing. 1 Peter 3.10 says the same thing. He said that, let, for let him who wants to enjoy life and see good days, good, whether apparent or not, keep his tongue from evil and his lips from guile, treasury, and treasury and deceit. What are evil? Evil is anything that is anti-God. What are girls that lies? That lies. The Bible called the devil the, the father of all light. So, you know, let us maintain our confession of faith. That's where we can realign our focus. We can realign what we are putting on our lenses. We are keeping that thing that God has said to us. You know, we become immovable. And also, praying in the spirit. The Bible says in Jude 1, 2, then it building up yourself in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, praying in the Holy Ghost. If we look at life using the wrong lenses, our responses will always be wrong. But if we look at life through the lens of God's word and the other means I have mentioned, about, mentioned then we reflect our mirror. By the way, like I said, who spoke the word is God. And you know, do not allow the devil to bring you down to his level. He is a God of this world. So in Colossians 2, verse 8 says, Colossians 2, verse 8 says that, see to it that no one carries you off as spoiled or makes you, or makes you yourself captive by his so-called philosophy and intellectualism and vain deceit, idle fantasies and plain nonsense. Following human tradition, men's ideas of material rather than the spiritual world, just crude notions, following the rudiment and rudimentary and element, uh, elemental teachings of the universe, and disregarding the teaching of Christ, the Messiah. You see, that is what the devil wants to bring you to, to concentrate on what the media says, what people are, what the researchers have said concerning how things are going to be. I mean, I mean, I, 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 I'm, I'm not quite sure a lot of people prepared this year for what is happening in U Ukraine. But guess what? God's word supersedes. Someone was sharing a testimony in Akota on Sunday and said how she got a very disturbing message, a message from a friend. And then she called the friend and she they prayed and she told the friend that this is what God's word said. And the friend held on to God's word. And guess what? Because the friend's daughter was in Ukraine. And she the, the lady asked, the daughter has to move to a place. 
And so they were having difficulty doing that. And eventually she moved out of the place. God made a way she moved out because they held on to God's word. And guess what? They made it, they moved out of that place. She moved out of that place. They threw a bomb to that place and the place blew up. And then, so the next thing was that, how do we get this person back to Nigeria? Lo and behold, right this Sunday, the lady just sent a message that I am with my daughter and she sent the pictures. The word of God works. The way we respond to things determines the condition of our lives and the state of our hearts. The way we respond is a direct result of our philosophy. So what is our philosophy? We need to define what our philosophy is. You understand? And you know, everyone has a philosophy. Like I said earlier, it is what we base our decisions on. Our heart is the source of all external expression. Therefore, we need to feed our hearts with God's word. Pray in other tongues to build up our most holy faith, which is, which is stored in our hearts. So we need to go back to all those things. You know, don't allow the devil to bring you down to his level because the Bible makes us to understand that we have been made to sit in the heaven place in Christ Jesus. In fact, we have a God view. We have a God view. So you know what, folks? Take up your lenses, your script lenses, and wear them. When the facts begin to look different, say something different. Pick up your lenses again. Put them on. Keep on. Because you know the lessons will help you to maintain the vision and will keep you focused. You know, um, the spies, 10 of them, the devil sold the wrong lenses to them. In fact, they, they began to imagine how the people saw them. They said, we were like grasshoppers in their eyes. How did they know? Well, you know, two of them maintained the script lenses, they maintain what God said. And guess what? They want it. Everything, God's word, every single word of God can come to pass. It has never failed. God's word has never failed. This, the, the system of God has never failed. It has never failed. The devil has one JD moving up and down. He's looking for who. So you, you have to determine whether you want to make yourself a prey to him. But the only way you can secure yourself is by maintaining God's word, maintaining God's word, confessing God's word. The devil cannot stand the pressure of the word of God. He can't. The moment he sees the pressure of God's, God's word, he gives way. He knows that this one is a no-go here. Like they say, you know, when you, and when you use the blood of Jesus, that Bible talks about how Moses, when they use the blood of, uh, the, the blood of the lamb, and that, that, the, 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 the the, the 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 angel of death passed over, like that song by um, MCM. I say, can't touch this. You become can't touch this to the devil because you are maintaining God's word. So I, I just want to I, I encourage us this morning that pick up your script lenses, keep it on. You know, Shane was praying with us this morning, saying that as we go out this morning, and see, you know, see what is going to secure our victory this morning is when we put up our script lenses. When we put on the, our lenses, when we keep looking through God's word, irrespective. You see, he's going to try every way. He's going to try, but we need to resist him steadfastly in the faith. And what is faith? Faith is absolute trust in God's word. Faith comes by hearing God's word. So just keep, keep wearing your script lenses because it's actually fashionable. It helps you. It helps you to stay focused. It helps you to see what God has promised and he keeps it. And as long as we stay there, the victories, our year of, of the overflow would begin to manifest. Thank you, everyone, for staying with me this morning. God bless us.